Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and be and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for the crack. We're gonna have a laugh. How are you doing? Welcome to episode 92 of the Stala podcast. Stala is, do you know what? It's proudly sponsored by the Five Lamps. The beer from Ah here. I love it. Pack of legends. Actually, I do love it. It's a very nice, they do a lovely point. Hmm, I haven't tried it. You'll have to try it after this then. Oh no, I did try it. They sent us out a couple of cans of it and two of the glasses. There you go. With the handles. Lovely oh, yeah, actually, lovely actually. What yeah. was I saying to myself? Go. Snap out of it. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. Yeah, it's lovely. So and uh, oh, actually, actually when they uh, sent it out uh, before I opened the can and poured it to drink it, mm-hmm. I visit drinkaware.ie to know all about responsible drinking. Oh, that's good. And then I was like, okay, now that I know all about responsible drinking, yeah. I'll have a sup. Yeah, and yeah. it was gorgeous. Was it responsible? It was a responsible sup. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. On with the show. <laughs> How are you keeping anyway? All right, yeah, episode 92. It's a long... I was born in 92. Oh, is this like going to be a special... We don't need anything, any yeah. facts from 92 other than I was born. That's the only thing. I can't believe we went past episode 90 and that was the year I was born. I didn't mention ah, well, it. Ah, well, you missed that one. <laughs> 92. So how old are you then? 30, 20, 30, are you 30? 31 nearly. Jeez, you're nearly 31. It's your birthday in a couple of weeks. July. It sort of is a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very soon. It's a few months, but a couple of weeks. Do you have any plan for it? No. Do you have any holidays booked? No, but I'm going to book Tenerife. Are you? That'd be lovely. Did you go there last year? I haven't been there since before. The clap. (laughs) What was... What's the clap? Before the STD. So I'm very sorry to hear about that, by the way. Yeah, I hope the cream cleared her up. What is the clap? (laughs) Is the clap an STD? Okay, before before COVID... (laughs) Uh, before COVID happened. Oh, you got COVID and the clap? Yeah. Double whammy. It was an unfortunate year. Shit, <laughs> man. Well, you definitely deserve a holiday to Tenerife. It's a great place. Do you know what I hate? Now when someone says, any holidays booked? They're like, yeah, Tenerife. And they're like, 11 Arifa. Hey. Like, no. Tenerife. Tenerife. No, I've stop never heard it, stop being that person. Like. I think it's a good one. It is quite good. You're going to uh, Salou. I am going to Salou. I only booked... Disneyland as well for the June bank holiday going over to Disneyland in, in Paris with the kids oh yeah yeah they're a bit young for that I, I think they're a perfect age for it like Beckett if you say to him Beckett who is Mickey Mouse you just go uh-huh. um, he, Mickey Mouse is like his favourite word to say oh really yeah it's just Mickey Mouse Mickey oh, Mouse well, then. all his clothes is Mickey Mouse all he watches is Mickey Mouse and oh get, he loves get ready to have a few bob on you it's expensive can imagine all them theme parks are mad expensive yeah but, like you said, before the clap, <laughs> there was nothing happening. Don't hold on so. to that just in case it doesn't make the cut. <laughs> it's making the cut. <laughs> it's definitely making the cut. <laughs> I just thought the clap was when he went like that. <laughs> oh, stop. Right. What's it like, gonorrhea? I don't even know what sort of STD it Disneyland. is. Disneyland. Are you looking forward to it? I am looking forward to it because it's been a while now since we... Actually, and, well, I Disneyland. say that we just came back from Santa Parks. This fella. But that was an intense with Morris family. In a tent. In a, yeah, we that were was in like intense. Intent. <laughs> it didn't stop raining, so I'm hoping it'll be sunny. I know over in France in June, you'd, you'd expect so. Have you ever been to Disneyland? No, near to now. No. Well, they have Marvel and everything. Ah, well, then I'll see you there. And Star Wars. Oh, I'll see you there. So. <laughs> I'll see you there. You'll have to make your mouse ears on. There's a Disneyland Paris, and then there's a Disneyland in Orlando. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. And then there's a Disney World. And in the one in Orlando, maybe it's in Paris as well, but you can make your own lightsaber. Okay. I'll see you there. <laughs> I'll see you there, so. What do you mean you can make it? Like from scratch. Like the, you know they don't exist. Like they're not the handle real. of it like doesn't actually fucking, it's not real. It's just metal though, is it? What do you mean you can make it yourself? <laughs> but like, what are you actually paying for? The tinfoil yeah, tube? Like the tube off it, yeah. Not a tube, like maybe you can add the tube. Another way you can get them like special effects lightsabers. Yeah. Say so it's something like that. If see you, you were... A Jedi, what colour lightsaber would you have? Would it be red or blue? Blue. Blue? But then I feel like I could end up going red. Oh, onto the dark side. Like if Palpatine came over to me and had a few words in my ear, I might, might be swayed. Yeah. 
I'll turn around, he'd be like, join me in the dark side. And I'd be like, do you know what? I like the sound of that. Doesn't sound too bad. And what, what can you do for me? I can stop the people you love from dying. I'd be like, oh God. <laughs> can you? <laughs> like, that's enough for me. Here we go. What would your Jedi name be? Did he have Jedi names? Sith name, if you're a Sith. I don't even understand the question. Did he have different names? So the Jedi is the goodies. Yeah. And the Sith is the baddies. Yeah. But is it not just like Darth names? Vader is a Sith. But that's his name, no? Darth Vader. Yeah. He was Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Oh, and right, then he okay. became evil and became Darth Vader. So the Je- but the Jedi's keep their names. Like Luke Skywalker was always Luke Skywalker, yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's not a Jedi name. His name wasn't like Anthony Smith. <laughs> Definitely not Anthony Smith anyway. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> wouldn't have it could have been thing. Paul or something. Mm. No. If you, if you are a Jedi, you keep your name. Gotcha. Like a confirmation. <laughs> you just add a little bit into the middle yeah, there add a little somewhere. bit like yeah maybe it wasn't Skywalker it's just that's his confo name <laughs> <laughs> that's his confo name would you like to be good or bad uh, I think I'd like to just not be involved isn't that people that's just not involved just like an extra yeah I'd like to be an extra like there's, there's other people in the world like there's uh, Jar like Jar the Mandalorian and well he's a goodie yeah yeah so it could be Jar Jar Binks You'll be a good Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar. Misa Joseph McGuckin. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, so sorry. <laughs> okay, maybe we shouldn't have went there with the uh, impression of that. <laughs> I don't think Jar Jar Binks will be offended. <laughs> He's going to be like tweeting you, say, well, Jar Jar Binks very offended. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said it as well. That's grand. Keep it in. So you'd like, would you be Jar Jar Binks? I'd be something like that. A kind of a funny animal that just kind of got stowed away. I'd like to be a little stowaway, like, what huh? about C-3PO? How did I get here? C-3PO was a stowaway, wasn't he, essentially? It's just a, a robot. A droid, a little a walker droid. 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 droid, he knows, he knows. I do know, I know me, know me Star Wars, sort of. In the, I used to get mixed up with Star Wars and Star Trek. It's all space, isn't it? It's all space, but it's not. It's not the same. So if you were in Disneyland, would you... Ha- would I buy the lightsaber? <laughs> would you have one of the the double ones? <laughs> you know, the, the way it comes out of both ends? Would you have one of them or just like the normal? Just the normal. One up. The normal. Yeah. The one-ended one that goes, zoom. But then your man with the big nose, his has a cross at the top of it, doesn't he? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. At the bottom. The cross starts at the bottom. Okay. Don't like them films. What, Star Wars? Hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to see any films there? You, you watched The Van the other day. I watched The Van saying? last night. Do you like it? Does it stand up? It's from the 90s now. It's, it was, that must be 1990. No, 89. No, because it was... Oh, sorry, it was the, the World, no- Cup, World 90 Cup 99. Was that 1990? That hasn't even happened yet. Italia 90. 1990? What year is that? No, <laughs> 1990. Yeah, it's, it's like Brendan O'Carroll's is in it. And he'd I forget know. he's in it, like. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying to Amy, I was like, Mrs. Brown. She's like, what? Because like, he's real thin and yeah. younger. He is younger. You, you would be. You'd have to be younger. If Four it was years it, if it was in, Would it be made after the Italia 90? Yeah, of course, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. how would he have predicted the future? <laughs> And Ireland are true to the quarterfinals. <laughs> what the fuck? Colomini is a real da in it, isn't he? Yeah, a real da of the times. Yeah. Do you ever see when he wins £20 on the scratch card? And he's like, 20 quid, 20 quid, 20 quid. <laughs> just like, boys them crisps and everything. And yeah, he just like splashes out. With the 20 quid. With 20. It would have been a lot of money back then. Yeah. Probably like winning 100 quid now. Can we just like get rid of the nukes, please? Be grand. Thanks. Nice one. Do you know something? Do you know what's annoying me lately? I keep going into my sitting room and it smells like a pet shop. It smells like a pet shop? Like, you know when you go into a pet shop and it's just like, this is a pet shop? Yeah. You could be blindfolded going into a pet shop and just go, a pet shop, 100%. I'd go, this is Darren's gaff. This, this uh, is Darren's sitting room. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Why? Because of the turtle tank and then the dog... I'm convinced, right? The dog keeps going to the toilet on the mat. The number one. Oh, okay. Because uh, we bought a carpet cleaner because we thought the smell was coming from the the mat. It's disgusting chat, isn't it? My gaff's nice, like, other than that. <laughs> it's like wax melts and all in every other room. Uh, <laughs> but we bought a carpet cleaner and we cleaned the carpet and the water in it is disgusting. And I can't train him now. He's an outfit. Yeah, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I was just say, ah, don't be doing that. And he just looks at me. Doesn't know what you're talking about. How do you teach a dog not to piss in the house? Ah, ah, bold dog. That's what you say to him. Like, ah, 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 ah. 
<laughs> and then he just goes, sorry. But uh, I've never had a puppy. I only know Frank since he's one and a half. And was he house trained? Well, no, obviously, if he's pissing all over the place. I wouldn't have the patience to teach an animal that can't speak English how to do certain things. People are very good at training dogs. Does dogs that can roll over, give you the paw, speak, turn around? Like, how do you get a dog turn to around. turn around? Turn around. It's just like... <laughs> how do you do that? That's crazy that the people can if get I... dogs to do that. Do you ever see Crufts? What's that? It's like a dog competition. Uh, maybe Cruft is just kind of like for lovely looking dogs, but there's dog competitions where they go up hills and oh, down yeah. hills and through tunnels and do backflips. And I just didn't know the name, but I just thought it was a, a variety show. Probably a variety show. Did you ever see them on Britain's Got Talent? Yeah. If I brought Frank on that, he'd just piss all over the place <laughs> on Toy Mikel's lap. <laughs> he sits for you and gives you the paw. Even that's impressive. It is kind of impressive that he does that. And then the breaths are stinking. Do you brush a dog's teeth? It's impossible to brush a dog's teeth. Is it? Well, it's impossible to brush his teeth because he just like wants to eat the fucking toothpaste. The to- yeah. I think there's special toothpaste for dogs. Is that? So you can brush a dog's teeth? Yeah, you can buy toothbrushes for dogs. Like, Can you? You can get ones that go on your finger like, and you do that. So is there like a doggy dentist? Yeah. Is that? That's no, just a vet. Does a dog get a filling? Yeah. <laughs> do, does your dog have a filling? Yeah, it's real canal. Stop money messing now. <laughs> I think they just pulled him out. Turkey teeth. He got like he got six teeth out one time. Oh yeah, six teeth. Yeah, his breath was stinking. Like him. I was like, what is that? It's not right. Like so, we brought him down, and uh, he had to get six teeth taken out. And then I, every opportunity after, I was like, smell your breath. That's actually nice. <laughs> but then, like a few weeks later, I just came back. It's just the food that he eat, isn't it? Yeah. Dog food is just stinking. He'd be feeding the dog now, like, how is he eating this every day? The exact same thing every day, like. I feel the same way about babies eating baby food. I'm like, that is fucking disgusting, the shit that they eat out of pouches. The legas, though. Do you know what's lovely? The baby apple juice. It's apple juice, no? It's kind of pasteurised. It's not as bitter as the Like, it's gorgeous, man. More hops. More hoppy. <laughs> A lot of hoppy flavours. Loads of hops in that baby apple juice. <laughs> the okay. rusks, they're lovely now. And they'll fill you. I'd have a few of them. Would What's them little corn snacks? They're like uh, rice cakes, but they're really small. and They're just fucking small rice cakes in a bag. Yeah, we have them in the car and I didn't have anything to eat. Are they the ones the that they'll be stuck up my arse when I get out? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, probably. I have to fucking kick me runners off the path when I get out of your car with the amount of bleeding rice cakes falling off. <laughs> What were you saying? They're in your car, Eddie. Uh, yeah, they were in the car, and I was just a bit hungry. And there was a packet of crips, baby crips, but they're barbecue flavour. And I was like, they actually look nice. They just taste like nothing. It's like eating a packet of communion. That tastes like nothing. Now imagine that with just a little bit of salt or something on it. Salt is great. Salt do you want to talk about salt for an hour? Go on, go I'll talk about go salt for two hours if you want. <laughs> the sea salt. There's a uh, salt in the sea. Do you want to gaff? I'll give you one now, but there's two underground. And you don't even need to pay me back. So producer Owen, in his absence, he sent in a link that he thought we might find interesting. And true to his word, it is very interesting. So get a load of this, all right? Get a load of this, all right? This is the headline. Humans will be able to upload dead people onto a computer by 2024, experts claims. Who's the experts and what's the source? Metaverse scientist... Dr. Pratik Desal is urging people to regularly record their parents, elders and loved ones as a new technology may allow voices and video recordings to make dead people live forever. So what do they just need, like 10 minutes of a recording from them? Well, it's a new AI technology. Well, what's it going into? On a laptop? Well, you up- upload it all onto, onto your phone, like an audiobook. I guess everything that you have. If you upload it to this software that they're working on, that they're saying will be out that's this a time bit, next year. That's a bit demented. It's a bit Black Mirror, isn't it? There is an episode with Donald Gleason where Donald Gleason no, dies yeah. and then his girlfriend uses this software, uploads all the videos and stuff and she receives a robot that a looks identical to yeah. Donald Gleason and has his personality and traits and sounds just like him. But he's slightly off. Your man, the Dr. Pratik, says, with enough transcript data, new voice synthesis and video models there is a 100% chance that they will live with you forever after leaving the physical body. Is that not just like chat 
GPT three or something like that. The way you were you were talking about, or some other fucking thing where you can uh, get it to say anything in your voice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's basically just a longer form of that, like. Yeah, but then also visually, I suppose you'd be able to do a video call. I don't want that. When someone dies, like they're dead. You basically yeah. deep faking dead people. That's all going to be part of the metaverse. Last year, Arta Soykov, the CEO and founder of Somnium Space, a version of the metaverse, decided to create a new feature called Live Forever, following the death of his father. The forthcoming feature effectively allows people to have their movements and conversations stored as data, then duplicated as an avatar that can move, talk and sound like you, which can continue after the person dies, which is wild. And we're looking at this... In three years, is it? Two years? Next year. 2024. We get that for the wedding. Hopefully someone gets me that as a gift. (laughs) He told Voice, and this is a quote, literally, if I die and I have this data collected, people can come, or my kids, they can come in and they can have a conversation with my avatar, with my movements, with my voice. You will meet the person and you will maybe, for the first 10 minutes... While talking to that person, you would not know that it's actually AI. What about after the 10 minutes, you obviously know? Then you'd be like, ah, that's not me, Ofla. Me, Ofla wouldn't say that. He's not. Ah, I'm wearing a headset. What, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's a load of bollocks. So is it just on the laptop then? An avatar on the laptop? Because if, if it was well, me, I, I'd be putting me granddad into a Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> into a Tamagotchi? Yeah, feed me chips. <laughs> just a little tiny pixelated little Tamagotchi person <laughs> puts me granddad and he's like you alright son <laughs> what would you like to be put into I'd like to put me granddad in a Tamagotchi um, <laughs> and then I would like to be put into a Forby <laughs> that's a terrible thing to be put into like imagine knowing that yeah imagine you having walk around it's just like you can't walk. stuck it's just stuck going what's the story <laughs> all you can do is blink and you go mar, mar. give us a tickle there will you it's mad like you wouldn't even get hungry or anything you'd just be it wouldn't even be you anyway wouldn't it though would it not nah it wouldn't I would be very self aware that when I was looking at that the whole time like that's not them what makes like the fact that they're saying for the first 10 minutes and then after that it's like you must pay a subscription yeah, but look, for the full app <laughs> if it's thinking if it's thinking for itself and it's coming up with its own responses isn't that essentially what we are as human beings so it brings yeah, up all these it's questions it's not the same person like it's, it's not even a person but it's not the same at all people might disagree people people well, would say them. that it is a person I have a right to my opinion <laughs> but you just might be wrong it might not be a I matter could be of wrong. opinion I could be wrong but I'm not I'd say that it's a person like this time next year like I think it could be considered a person yeah like ChatGPT5 could be self order on Amazon ends up at Jagaf like fucking Donald Gleeson imagine it was Donald Gleeson at Jagaf everyone has their own Donald Gleeson <laughs> I'd be up for that Donald like, do the X-Men get, thing get your dad over and we recite the Banshee of Inishirin oh got fucking Donald I ordered Brendan <laughs> <laughs> it's like why would you have friends if you could just talk to a robot I, I feel like I trust a robot more than I trust my friends <laughs> I'm not a scientist, obviously. But you know, string theory. String theory is like two atoms are always connected. One's on, one's off. And they monitored them. So if you changed one here, then the one over there changed as well. Like, doesn't matter how far you separate them. If you change this one, this one changes. And like scientists are like, what the fuck? But essentially, that's how you could, not time travel, but like uh, transport your body. If you get one atom and it's sister atom and you separate them and you're standing beside the, this atom, you can destroy your body and it will show up over there. It will reanimate over there. You're watching too many fucking Spider-Man multiverse films. No, this is like a science. It hasn't been done yet with human beings, but like literally with atoms, they've transported atoms. Now, you're basically killing it and recreating it here until they actually tried it. Nobody w- would know what happens to the mind or who you think you are like if you remembered anything before or but that's what was I saying <laughs> this is so fucking complicated have you ever heard of that before that's never, how you never the, ever I don't even know what a fucking atom is <laughs> everything you're made up of is just atoms everything like you're made up of skin skin is made up of cells cells are made up of atoms everything boils down to this tiny tiny quantum do you only have one cell in your body 
Many. Trillions and bazillions and gazillions. Really? Yeah. But would you get in it? Would I get into a string theory? Would you kill your body to transport to another place? Ah, no. We could just get on a plane and go to the place where you want to go. I think that's real exciting. I'd get in that. I'd be like, give me a shot. Give me in that. Here's a go of that now. And then I'd come out with a fly's head on my head. Ah, for fuck's sake, who let the fly like in? The Simpsons. Like the Simpsons. Like, like the Bar- fly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you have to fucking ruin me whole day over that. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck can bring it up for? <laughs> mad, mad interesting man mad interesting. It is It is What did you get up to yesterday When you went home I didn't do anything yesterday Did you get another taxi home Yeah Stay 50th taxi this week I'd love 14. to see your free now account 49 Do you want to see it Will you tell us how much you spent In the last month On taxis No I'll tell you <laughs> But not the listener You got a bus today Love buses No one talks shit on the bus But mm. some people do Do they Have seen people That just get on buses Just to fucking Talk to people they just start telling their, their business. My ma has a travel pass and she just hops on buses sometimes. She's bored, she'll just go for a spin somewhere. Really? I'll hop on the 43, see where this goes. <laughs> there was this fella years ago that I used to see on the bus all the time. Like every bus I got on, he was on it. From where The I, bus driver, was it? Yeah. He was up the front driving it. <laughs> now this chap, like he was always on the bus. He'd go around like picking up tickets. I think it was to... Um, see if there was any change on Yeah, another way, like you'd have like 20... 20 cent refund and some people would go and get them and he was building them up all the time he's probably fucking loaded now that's why I don't see him he's in Hawaii or something yeah I used to do well I'd get the bus into college and I collected all my bus receipts at the end of the the school year then I'd get about 200 quid back would you? well maybe not 200 quid but about 150 euro yeah not 200 about 199 (laughs) (laughs) did you save as a kid? yeah in the credit union you had a credit union account as a kid? you probably have it was me my thousands like when I was a kid, my mum used to like put five or ten in a week, like for us, for when I was older. Yeah. And then I got older, and I never seen any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled a five for him from there now, and then I was like, "All right, I'm eighteen now. Can I have finish, it? Finish school, any chance? <laughs> what what money? That was just resting in my account. Did you do the squirrel stamps now? If you went to the post office and paid like fifty cents or fifty pence, you'd get a stamp. The stamp would have a squirrel on it, and when you filled in the whole book. It'd probably come to like 20 euro or something. And then you'd be like, hey, I'm at the saving 20 euro. And then you get get your 20 euro back. <laughs> it's not like a, a gathered interest around. That's never really, Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. yeah, But it's good for kids yeah, to, a, to learn the concept of saving. Saving, yeah. I remember being taught how to save money in school. In a, oh, I can't think of the name of the class, but it was in LCA anyway. <laughs> probably CSPA, would it have been? I think so. I wonder what CSPA is like now. Yes, are all fucked. <laughs> Two grand a month for rent. Want a gaff? You're not getting one. Might as well rip up them books. <laughs> huh? Did you use the safe? No. The squirrel stamps is all I done. I didn't have any money, man. I really, really didn't have any money. Would your ma give you pocket money? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not pocket money, but like if I wanted something in the shop, I'd say, Mark, can I, I have get a few euro or whatever? Yeah. I had a mate that used to come out with like 80 quid a day, and I'm convinced he was robbing. Must have been, but that's I, not robbing, that's selling gear. No, but <laughs> 80 no, quid like a day. we were really young, like, and uh, I know he'd be outside the chipper and he could only afford like a fucking sausage meal or something with a little bottle of cadet. Yeah. He'd be coming out with fucking spice burgers, fucking rib steak burgers, snack boxes, and he, he'd just eat it on front of you and then like not even give you aunt, and if he was throwing it away, he'd just like throw it out. Do that way? Yeah. You'd be going in buying scratch cards and everything. Like, and <laughs> oh, it's so. It's, it's kind of sad, but sometimes I look back at me childhood. You know someone like, like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I literally, a friend of mine would get a snack box or something like that, and he'd eat around the, the chicken and he'd eat the chips and stuff like that. And he'd be finished and he'd be like, Do you want the rest of that? <laughs> and you'd be like, Yeah, go on. You'd eat you'd it. You'd be eating the end of a chicken. You're like a bleeding pop. Like, <laughs> like, Jesus oh, God. Christ, man. Do you ever go in and just, you, you couldn't afford a full bag of chips? Do you ever just go in with 50 half cents? Bag. Say, Not even a half bag, like, can I have 50 cents worth of chips? <laughs> <laughs> they just feel sorry for you and give you a bath. I've never heard of that. Did you not? <laughs> I used to say, oh, can I have 50 cent worth of jellies not fucking chips? <laughs> Do you want salt and vinegar? <laughs> yeah, please. I'm starving. <laughs> That'd be 10 cent. Just put it in my hands. <laughs> Take it home. <laughs> oh. yeah, but they just feel sorry for you and give you a bath sausage. Ah, no, they'd give you 50 cent worth of chips, but like... I used to generous. ask for a half bag of chips and they just used to give us a full bag. So then I just kept asking for half bags and then they became half bags and then it was like, give us a full bag. Were you good at football when you were younger? No. I used to <laughs> I used to always look be in goal. 
I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to be in goal. Like. And I used to think I was actually good in goal, but I wasn't. I was just big. I was able to stop <laughs> things better because I was bigger. <laughs> just took up more space just to like, go. With my belly just going, <laughs> like the monk out of my machine. Were you good in PE? Did oh, you like PE? Hated it. Did you? I absolutely hated it. I brought a harmonica into PE before when I, when I was in PE, PE right? Because I just didn't want to play it anymore. So I set off the side playing the harmonica and the PE teacher was fucking cracked about it. Like he was going mad. He's like, stop playing the fucking harmonica. <laughs> like he, he coursed and everything. Like, But I was just, I was a little shit like. Yeah. It's a weird thing, I think, PE. I was only talking with the missus about it this week. I think PE is a weird thing because like if you're bad at PE, it's very much highlighted and no one picks you. Even that, I don't think, it's not like in maths you're being picked. Oh, you're good at maths, you're on air team. Like you just left to your own devices. Whereas in PE, there's very much a spotlight on you saying you're shit, you're last picked, yeah. or you're struggling the most. Like it's, it's a weird, yeah, I think you know, I, was, I was awful in it. I never passed a maths exam in my life. Did you not? Not one. Every every maths exam I've set, I've failed. Would you say like, now that you're bad at like, maths? Huh? Would you say that you're bad at maths now? Yeah, like I haven't a clue. Like really bad, like. Yeah. Off the scale bad. I'd say what scale, but you probably wouldn't. No. Uh, <laughs> Off the abacus. Wayne scale. <laughs> do you like that film? Actually, do like Titanic, yeah. It's very long. That's why it's so good. I want more. Can't Ooh, get a sequel man. out of it, though. Did you ever go to a fortune teller? I did go to a fortune teller. Did you? I did, yeah. We went to a fortune teller in town, just me and Marla. And we went and we sat down together. I was sat beside her. I wasn't wearing my wedding ring because, you know, I'm always flipping around my fingers and I, I lost it at this point. But she's Marla's sitting right beside me and she has a wedding ring. And she starts saying to me, you're going to meet somebody and uh, she's going to be a nurse and you're going to have two lovely girls together. And I'm like, oh, great, great. Uh, maybe it's two boys and it's with uh, Marla. And then she was like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No. So like she completely missed the mark on me. And then, then she went on to Mora and she got a few things that resonated with Mora. But in Electric Picnic, I went to a fortune teller. It was right beside like the Salty Dog stage, which is a massive like pirate ship stage in the woods. And it was blurred in music. And we went to this woman and I swear to God, man, the first thing that she said was like, your dad is right behind you. And I was like, where? <laughs> I was like what and then like she and she went into everything she went into like how he died and then he said that he's with your brother and she knew about my brother and she rattled off a few other things that just resonated I started crying and everything I was like this is insane like there wasn't one miss she was just like knocking him out of the park pure cold raid on a drunk man at two in the morning beside the salty dog stage could have been saying that not you she was incredible <laughs> did she predict you. your future Mm, yeah, to a point, to an extent, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty broad. You'll travel overseas. Oh yeah, probably go on holiday. <laughs> I think she said something like, you're going you're gonna to be a builder or you're going to like work as a builder. And I'm like, I don't think so. But then I was like, I did do a lot of videos for Chadwick's <laughs> where I pretended to be a builder. So she wasn't wrong. She, so she wasn't wrong there. And that's it then? No uh, films? No, 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 no films. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't say my name. I didn't say that I was an actor. I literally said, here's 20 quid, do me. And then she went on to, like, she didn't know anything about me. It was a pure cold raid. She had me in tears. Did you ever go to a fortune teller? You were into all that shit. Not really. What Your missus is. She went to one before, yeah. And she, she uh, was told to run away from me. She Get away from him. <laughs> He's no good for you. <laughs> He's possessed. <laughs> He's going to get possessed one day and turn into a demon. <laughs> and take over the whole house <laughs> yeah I went to a fortune teller years ago can't really remember it as such but like she, she just gave us the whole like are you gonna go overseas for work and she said it was like a three year plan that like she could see three years into the future like I'm like three okay very so, specific yeah yeah three years only three years full stop <laughs> and travel overseas for work didn't happen within them three years you went to LA man yeah, but this is like over 10 years ago. Like maybe the timeline was off. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> did, did I say three years? Sorry, I meant... I meant, I meant uh, 12. <laughs> Do you remember the World Cup and there was the psychic octopus? octopus? yeah, yeah. Paul the Octopus. Yeah. That was a German octopus. He went viral in 2010 after correctly predicting the winners of eight straight World Cup matches. Isn't that mad? Isn't it? 
Yeah. Four years later, another oracle octopus emerged as air. Are you reading this? I'm reading this off. Did off, you have one? <laughs> Go on, tell me. I'll tell you, I have some notes on famous fortune tellers and the likes. We talked about fortune tellers a while back, like Baba Vanga and stuff like that. We did. And I quite enjoyed that, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, so we'll get into it here. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Four years after the German octopus, another oracle octopus emerged as heir apparent to Paul's throne. His name was Rabio. He was cut off the coast of Japan and became a national icon after correctly calling all three of his country's group matches at the 2018 World Cup. I feel like the process to find the fortune teller octopus uh, would be quite funny. He was just picking up and looking at him and saying, no, no, not a fortune teller. Nothing magical about this one. And then he just picked that one and they're like, yeah. I think the football man. (laughs) A Japanese outlet, Sora News 24, announced his death by saying, match predicting octopus gutted after loss to Poland. Literally. Gutted? They killed the the octopus. They gutted him. Could have just put him back in the sea. No, but you want to eat him, don't you? And he could have predicted all the fish's future. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all the fish is going around paying him 20, 20, sh- worry, 20 clams don't worry Dory you'll find Nemo <laughs> in three years it's a three year plan <laughs> was there not another animal that was predicting football matches as well oh maybe big industry <laughs> it is <laughs> there was a Jack Russell on my road predicting the World Cup how did he do it was like two barks for home and three barks for away yeah and he, he predicted like one game 50 quid on Spain well he didn't they didn't kill him after that did he let him Run around. They would have if it was Japan. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> this random Jack Russell legging around. Bonzo. Is he still giving people tips? No, they stopped listening to him after he got one wrong. After the, the second game he got wrong. And then they were like, oh, go out that will you? Chase the ice cream man. Do you know the Poitia? Probably not. The what? The Poitia. Poitia is a priestess who prophesies that a place called Poito in ancient Greece as the Oracle of Delphi. People seeking her counsel brought the priestess offerings of money and sacrificed animals for her words. Not into it. Go ahead. She was known to go into a frenzy while predicting things like wars, political moves and solutions to national problems. So she'd freak out. She'd be like, ah, this is a fucking war going on. She'd be going mad. Oh, so she'd be like, oh, it's coming to me now. There's a big war. And people would be like slaughtering their pets. Will you just let us know when the war ends? She had to slaughter a pet for for to say, <laughs> there's a war. They sacrificed animals and uh, they gave money. Sacrificed animals and then give her money and then she tells you your future. Like. Yeah. And she'd have a little fish throw fit down it. Like, ah. Yeah. And you'd be like, Jay, she must be the real deal. She's bleeding off the banger. I've never seen a, a fortune teller taking a fit. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. It's working. What a priestess. What a priestess. Obviously, you know Nostradamus. I know him well. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah. Sound fella, isn't he? He's a good predictor. He's deadly at predicting. He's predicted so much, but it's all kind of ambiguous to me. He published a book in 1555 in France that claimed to predict numerous future events through poems. Some people say that when translated properly, they show the reader vague predictions that can be very loosely interpreted and applied to many things. That's what I think. I think mm-hmm. they're just like... You could match that with, with anything like... Yeah. Others, however, say Nostradamus foretold the Great Fire of London that took place in 1666, the French Revolution, Louis Pasteur's work as the godfather of vaccines, the rise of Adolf Hitler, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, JFK's assassination and September 11th in 2001. But again... Like predicting the well, what did he say about them? He said something about like two giant boards, boards will fly yeah, into two metal boards. Two metal boards will fly into two giants or some shit like that. But that could be Ant. Yeah. You know? I still think Baba Vanga holds the title for the best fortune teller of all time. Baba Vanga is good. There was a woman called Jane Dixon. Very normal name. Jeremy Dixon's ma. <laughs> really? I didn't uh, know she was a fortune teller. Jane Dixon began her career writing an astrology column. Do you believe what's your what's your star sign? Cancer. Is it? What's that's the crab, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have, do I have are you crab? into that? You, you, you do have a crab. I know you have a turtle. I have a turtle. What are you? A virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my ma having a magazine years ago when I was a kid and she was looking at the star sign section and she was telling me that I'm cancer. And I was like, Oh you have cancer? <laughs> I just didn't like the term cancer like as me star sign for a long time. Same the way you probably didn't like that. 
that it was, was a virgin. A virgin. Yeah. yeah, it's very feminine. My one is very feminine. Is it? Well, yeah, it's a woman. It's like a Virgo. At least Cancer is a crab. It's like kind of cool. I'll pinch you, man. A Taurus is a bull, and yeah, yeah. Leo is a lion. Mine was a virgin, a virgin woman. Like that was my star sign. I'm like, I can't take this serious. It's all right. We might be reading. Take a break and reading. Take a break. That's probably the magazine. My <laughs> mouth's ringing. She's like, you're Cancer. <laughs> what? Reading a star sign from four months ago <laughs> saying next week is going to be your week. Yeah. Well, this woman, Jane Dixon, began her career writing an astrology column. Like many other modern day psychics, Dixon famously predicted President John F. Kennedy's assassination. So that's two of them that have predicted that. I don't think the outlook was good for him. According to Oprah, you know, you can trust Oprah. Is Oprah telling the future? <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, according to Oprah, she foretold her huge career and fame to come in a conversation back in 1977. But I think Oprah was big back then. Like, that's not, again... She's like, well, you're going to be bigger than big. You're going to be so famous, they're going to be talking about you on Stala. Oprah Winfrey's doing very well for herself. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> do you want to hear some future predictions that came true? I was hoping all of them. Okay, well, I'm going to give you... A, I'm going to list off some, all right? Mark Twain, writer. Famous writer. Rela any relation to Shania Twain? They don't impress like me much. Uh, 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 go ahead. Uh, Mark Twain forecast his own death in 1909, saying, I came in with Haley's Comet in 1835. Who's Haley's Comet? Do you not remember Haley's Comet? No. Yeah, well, it was a comet that went, went by Earth. Was it Haley's? Well, that's what it was called, yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Eminem's daughter's comet. Um, <laughs> it is coming again next year, and I expect to go out with it. It will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't. The Almighty said, no doubt. Now here are these two unaccountable freaks. They came in together. They must go out together. Did it happen? He died on April 21st, 1910, the day after the comet returned. Wow. Huh? That's that that's sending shivers up my spine. You relax now. I'm relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, Darren. Also in 1909, Nikola Tesla, who invented the Tesla. Oh, Elon Musk. <laughs> I know. Nikola Tesla, a gifted electrical engineer and former right-hand man of Thomas Edison, predicted Wi-Fi, telling the New York Times, it will soon be possible to transmit wireless messages all over the world so simply that any individual can carry and operate his own apparatus. The phone. The phone. This was 1909. Does it seem like something that you could think might happen in the future back then? Saying, now when you're pondering like the way we ponder, like AI and... I think a light bulb to Wi-Fi is a massive jump. It is. Like, wonder did anyone else think of the light bulb? And say, what fucking Thomas Edison. Fucking beat us too. How do you do that? Shouldn't have told him in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> there I am with me bleeding candle. <laughs> I'd say once, you know, there used to be people whose jobs it was to go around and put out the candles in the street lights. Oh, was it? And I'd say once the light bulbs came in, he went, fuck. Like, That's me out of work. It's like chat GPT now. When yeah. the light bulb came, ah, that fuck's it. What am I going to do now? <laughs> it's like hotel robots. Ah, bollocks. Yep. Alex. All the bellboys are like, fuck. <laughs> Do you have any more, Mr. In, Homework? In 2000, the Simpsons episode, Bar to the Future. Now, they predicted loads. Now, it did. The Simpsons got so much right. The Simpsons episode, Bar to the Future, name drops Donald Trump as having been POTUS, President of the United States. Wasn't there a scene in that where, like, I think it's that one where, like, Trump's going up a, an, escalator. an escalator and there's a sign saying, like, vote Trump or something like that yeah I think it's like Trump and it falls it kind of falls to the yeah, left or something. Yeah, and that yeah. exact thing happens in real life yeah it's crazy they've gotten so much right I'll give you another one from uh, pop culture in 1989 Back to the Future predi predicted drones tablets and wireless payments video calls and fingerprint recognition although it also predicted a heavy future use of fax machines self-tying shoes and flying cars Back to the Future when he went to the future, what year was it? Like 2015 or something like that? Yeah. And they were a blade mile off. I love watching old sci-fi films that's like, oh, the year's 2020 and it's like, beep bop, boop bop. <laughs> <laughs> no more humans left. <laughs> we are all tinfoil robots. A lot of them are pretty accurate though. There's books that I've read but it was written like in the 60s and it talked about the fall of the Berlin Wall and that happened. Did it fall? It fell down, yeah. 
Badly built. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the date right and everything, got the year right. Oh, and it was in this year that, that I fell. I just kind of talked about society and the, a lot of the times you get these these things correct. Another mm. book is George Orwell's 1984, written in 1949, predicted speak right, a kind of recording device which, when spoken into, converts speech into text on the telescreen. And like today... There's loads of apps that you can just speak in. You can speak into your phone and it just transcribes it for you. So we've got that much right. Yeah. Uh, there's also a versificator tool which automatically produces music and literature in line with ruling party standards. Essentially, it's content created by artificial intelligence. Who said that? George Orwell. When? 1949. Fair play to you. What was it in 1984? Uh, 84. That's the name of the, the book, 1984. All oh, right, Big Brother is watching. Means nothing to you. You know, it's like a very significant book in popular culture. Cool. <laughs> hope everyone enjoys reading it. And if you've read it already, I hope you hope you liked it. Because <laughs> you want me to go out and fucking buy it and read it? Because I'm not. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear some future predictions that didn't come true? I'd love to. Y2K. Do you remember Y2K? No. Should I? I don't know like if you were born in 92 probably not you would have been eight. so on the turn of the millennium as the year 2000 approached is it 2000 2012 like 2000 just 2000 the year 2000. oh the millennium the millennium that was, a, that was a big prediction about like the world ending then on the stroke of 12 was it well not that the world yeah well not that the world would like explode or anything but that technology would just crash like all the computer systems the internet everything would just go down that's what Y2K was <laughs> you don't remember that I thought you were talking about that band CKY CKY2K I was going to play on that <laughs> as the year 2000 approached computer experts realised that a potential problem existed most software was written with the last two digits representing the year as opposed to all four digits so 1998 was written simply as 98 when the millennium rang in 00, zero. would have been 00, zero. so the third computers not that much all over the world <laughs> to behave as if the year had changed from 1990 to 1900 instead of 2000 some people believe that all of their personal data would be compromised and that it would cause food shortages <gasps> and that nuclear missiles would launch themselves. That's joking. Yeah. But nothing happened. Of course it didn't. But everyone was waiting for it. They'd done the countdown and like you'd be watching the telly. Like TV's services would have dropped everything. everything I remember. Uh, do you remember? There was a big run on the banks <coughs> and everything. Was that? Yeah. It was crazy. Everyone was, was hyped up for this. Get your money out. Get gold. Yeah, yeah. Buy Bitcoin. Well, no. You'd be like, sell the Bitcoin <laughs> because the internet's going down. Oh, yeah. Get rid of it. Everything's going down. Who predicted that the world would end in 2012? The Mayans. The Mayans. People like me were getting a bit uneasy, <laughs> I might say. I think everyone was silently concerned. Everyone was like, ha, that's a bit stupid. Yeah, yeah. But in the back of the head, they were like, Nah, it's not gonna happen. Nah, nah. Will it? No. Maybe. No, no, I won't, won't. I was just kind of like, let's just wait and see. And then nothing happened, as per usual. But it's just because the Mayan calendar ended in 2012. So they just thought like, ah, if that's over. It's not, there's no more pages left. It's not, we're to run there on numbers. No trees left. Shouldn't be fucking doing that. Plastic paper, that's the way forward. Uh, another prediction that didn't come true was the Titanic. The ship's captain, Edward J. Smith, said... I cannot conceive of any vital disaster happening to this vessel. Modern shipbuilding has gone beyond that. Who said this? The captain? The captain said that. It wasn't really a prediction though, was it? It was just him spouting. But he's saying like nothing can bring this ship down. It was the unsinkable ship. The vice president of the White Star Line, which had produced the ship, said, There is no danger that the Titanic will sink. The boat is unsinkable and nothing but inconvenience will be suffered by the passengers. And then they all died. Irving Fisher was a noted 20th century... Here we go. Here we go. Irving Fisher was a noted 20th century economist. Three days before the Wall Street crash, he claimed that stocks have reached what looks like a permanently high plateau. What's he going around saying that for and then 72 hours later? Like, what a fucking dope. How do you get that wrong? Like, what a bold statement to make. Yeah. A permanent plateau. And then, nope. Here's <laughs> that's the biggest really, economic that's a crash. a big statement, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like, imagine saying that. That's a statement, if I ever heard one. <laughs> imagine saying that. <laughs> and then the global economy plummets three days later. I could just picture everything plummeting and then every single person's head in the building just going like that and torn it up. 
<laughs> and he's, he's just got, like that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the CEO of Microsoft said in 2007, there's no chance that the iPhone is going to get any significant market share. No chance. <laughs> That's worse than the other fella's statement about the stocks. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. Is that all then? There's just one more similar along them lines. The president of the Michigan Savings Bank advising Henry Ford's lawyer not to invest in the Ford Motor Company said, the horse is here to stay, but the automobile is only a novelty, a fad. <laughs> like, don't invest in Ford Motor Company because the horse is here to stay. The, the horse. The horse. <laughs> well, like, he's not wrong. I'm still here, but where, I'm, where I'm living, there's nothing but horses. <laughs> According to the Good Judgment Project, by the American psychologist and political scientist Philip Tetlock. Yeah. The ability to, the, to predict the future is a skill that can be learned and developed. Bollocks. So you can learn how to predict the future. He recruited hundreds of academics and pundits who spent their lives thinking about politics and signed them up to forecasting tournaments. Like Gary Neville or Exactly like Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out the experts just weren't that good at anticipating events. Crucially, it wasn't just experts that Tetlock signed up for the forecasting tournaments. He also placed ads aimed simply at curious individuals like me and you, mm-hmm. interested in predicting the future. The ordinary people who'd replied to the adverts ended up producing better forecasts than intelligence analysts who had access to classified information and much better ones than academics and political pundits. The individuals with the best track records were anointed Super forecasters. So I'm going to test you now to see if you could be a super forecaster. Ooh-hoo. So you'll need to pay attention. It's going to be complicated. What? <laughs> <laughs> if it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets, how long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? Now what? I don't want to be a fortune teller. <laughs> the answer is five minutes. If you answered a hundred minutes, <laughs> which it didn't. If you answered a hundred <laughs> minutes, I'm sorry to say that you just failed a typical cognitive reflection test designed to weed out those who go with a go rather than thinking more carefully. The okay. correct answer is five minutes. Yeah. And most super forecasters get it without any trouble. You are not. Didn't even want to be anyway, so. I feel like that question shouldn't determine <laughs> If you're, if you're fucking fucking <laughs> you're not a fucking fortune teller. Yeah, it's just like minutes. with that question is at sixty, like you can't fucking tell the future, man. <laughs> you're not allowed to tell the future. Bye. <laughs> Do you remember you were asking me about predictions for the future that we've yet to see if they'll come true, Anna? Well, in the year two thousand three hundred and four. Yeah. Baba Vanga predicts Oi. future time travel. I'd well believe her. Oh, I wish I was around then. What I'm year? all of that. What year? 2304. We won't be here anyway. Maybe our consciousness will be here in AI form. I think we'll miss that boat as well. Okay, what's coming in 2023 according to Baba Vanga? A star will explode lighting up the sky for five years. I'll be too. Just bright the whole time. Well, yeah. Do you think that'll happen? No, I don't. Well, I have a bit of faith in it. Like, I think a star will explode, but I don't think it'll light up the sky for five years. It'll just go like that. And that'll be it. <laughs> Here's one. Here's a prediction she has for this year that I think might be a little bit more realistic. Aliens will attack Earth and we won't have electricity for three days and three nights. What do you think about that? Don't think so. Why three days? Like, they're just going to attack for three days and turn the electricity off and then turn it back on on the way out? I don't think that's going to happen. I think if aliens attack... It'll be longer than three days and three nights. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what are these fuckers doing just sitting around? <laughs> Let's just take a guess. We should be doing that. What are you predicting? I'm going to predict in the next two years that Mars Deloitte bars will be back. No chance. And I think it will be a knockoff version of it. <laughs> it won't be under the, the Mars branch. It'll be Darren's Deloitte's. <laughs> no, I'm not, I won't have anything to do with it. But I think someone will, and it will be mimicked the exact same as a Mars Deloitte bar. Have you ever emailed Mars about bringing the Mars Deloitte bar back? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Have you gotten a response? 
I emailed them in like 2020 and they got back to me saying, Hi Darren, thank you for contacting Mars Consumer Care and your interest in Air Mars Deloitte. So that kind of, I was like, Air Mars Deloitte, it's still, like, it's still there, it's like, yeah. obviously. So I was kind of like, maybe there could be something happening there. They followed on with, uh, we'll forward your suggestion and feedback to our marketing team to let them know that you have gotten in touch with us about this. If you have any further questions, or if you have any further suggestions, please feel free to let us know. Have a nice day. Best name. That was three years ago. And I'm still chasing me tail ever since. One day, man. One day they'll come back and they'll have you to thank. <laughs> it's like you're playing the long game for the the, the greatest the greatest uh, paid partnership ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than Mars Deloitte's bars, any other predictions? Um, for like, say, a hundred years down the line. Your grandkids is going to listen to this podcast. I think in the next, within the next 10 years, 50% of the population will be living in a virtual reality. Not 10 years, actually. Maybe 30 years. Like in the metaverse, like they'll be living most of their, their day in a virtual reality headset or glasses. What or, about food? Yeah, so most of their day will consist of like working from home, but like being in the same room as the people that are wearing the headset as well, like. So then it's like, all right, we break for lunch, you take it off and have your lunch. Obviously in the real world. But I think like everything be ran through like like fucking just jumping on a zoom, but except like you're putting the headset on mm. and you're just like talking to them and it's like there's the whole like digital like boardroom, like do you know that way? Yeah. And like you can see the room. It's actually like mimics the room that you are you're a part of in your job when you're there, like and the people are there beside you and stuff like that, and you're just like looking this way and that way and the whole room is there. I feel like we won't get any sunlight. I feel like we'll be getting paler and sicker. So there'll need to be supplements for that. Is 30 years a bit of an exaggeration, do you think? No, I think that's like... Less. That's like... A, that's already on the table. Like, that, already working on augmented reality glasses. So less than 30 years, obviously. Yeah, I'd say less than 30 but years. But to be like embedded with it. Do you know that way? Your prediction, man. Yeah, well, don't don't quote me on it, you know. Oh, no. Definitely. Every, everyone's going to quote you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Conway said we're all going to be doing it now. Come on. Get the headset on. <laughs> We're going to work. <laughs> I was talking to, I was in a group, a bit of a group, and I was saying, it's my chat GPT, it's taking off, it's going to bleed, it'll take over your jobs. And then one lad says, well, if we can't plumb in a toilet, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, I can't do that. You're all right then. So look, the future is bright. It's bright because there's a star about to explode. Look up. Look up. And then just goes, how's that? Everyone's just like, ah. Got a wrong for that. Well, I, think I, hope that, I think that's it yeah I think so what a sign is often well I hope you enjoyed that not you Joe everyone that's listening but I hope you enjoyed it as well Stala is a Go Loud original podcast proudly sponsored by The Five Lamps oh that sounds good the beer from Ah Here Ah Here Ah Here leave it out I know what the future holds for me after this podcast it's a nice point cold point of Five Lamps come on wrap this up we head off yeah, and we can predict the future together. Yeah, before what? Well, obviously I'll predict the future and I'll order the point, but in the process between that, like the middle ground, I'll be visiting drinker where that I eat and I'm all about responsible drinking. Ah, oh, right, okay. That's how I do it, like. Right, we'll talk to you next week. Until then, keep predicting the future. <laughs>